an ultimate global podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. So good evening to everyone who is joining us from Sydney and around the world. And in today's special episode of Ultimate Global Podcast, we are joined with Patrick Seat, who is... Um, an account executive at GoCardless. Um, and we are going to talk about this interesting topic of uh, the sales strategies to boost your company growth in 2022. And I think this is the year when the lockdowns are getting over. Finally, is what we can predict as of now, with fingers crossed. And a lot of countries are also easing down on restrictions, even countries like Australia, New Zealand, which were quite tough on their border rules till last year, have loosened up their restrictions and that's the time for businesses to think about going global again thinking about selling their products and services to more countries without any restrictions and without any barriers coming in between and that's the time for us to also discuss with somebody who is doing sales who has got sales experience maybe to share some strategies which can be used by companies um, for their growth in this year but before that, uh, would you like to briefly tell more about what you are doing, Patrick, and uh, how we landed up on LinkedIn? <laughs> well, at the moment, I'm working as an account executive at GoCardless, which is a payment service provider. Um, I have a stronger financial services background, meaning I started actually working in retail banking um, as a personal advisor, later in private banking. And that is when I decided to make the transition to software sales and joined Molly. Molly is by now the third biggest payment service provider in Europe, um, the, the, the third biggest private held payment service provider. And well, now I'm with GoCardless, which is also a payment service provider who's focusing on bank debit payments. Yeah, that is, that is it so far. That's great to know, uh, Patrick. Um, so I mean to say, in this year, as we talked about that, this is the year of growth. This is the year where companies are looking for new opportunities in different areas. Um, and as we said before as well, that lockdowns are now coming over and that's where the companies now see an opportunity to broaden their horizon when it comes to sales and marketing, both the sides. What are some of the top sales strategies that you, um, you know, have been doing in your company uh, or what you think as per your perspective, which can be handy for companies in this year? Um, interesting question, because um, I think we all know that social selling, for instance, will grow massively over the, over the next years. And COVID actually just um, accelerated this development. So what I want to say is <clears throat> that, of course, things like cold emailing and cold calling will always have their place. And I'm a huge cold calling fan myself, so I think it's still the best method to do outbound prospecting. Um, but still, people, well, we don't have a lack of um, information symmetry in the market, right? People can look up everything on the internet. We have um, no shortage of supply, which means you can choose for various suppliers. You can get all the information you want on the internet. That means actually you, you will pick the one who actually provides value for you, but also someone who, who you can trust. And that is where social, social selling um, can be very strong 
um, and in your favor if you really know how to do it. Um, but still, the, the typical and old-fashioned methods, like I said before, cold calling, cold emailing, still have their place, and I think they will stay. Okay, so you say cold calling and social selling, but uh, you know some of the people uh, who are new to this these terms might want to yeah. understand more about what is cold calling because cold calling can be taken in different perspective you know some people can take uh, cold calling in a different sense so what do you mean by exactly cold calling in 2022 and social selling in 2022 but I, because the meaning of these have also been changing over the years isn't it yeah yeah sure so um cold calling usually was um actually telemarketing where you dialed like 100 numbers per hour um have been put through to let's say 30% of the people, uh, which allows you to obviously have a high velocity approach, but a very generic um, way of prospecting, right? Everyone gets the same message. Everyone has um, the, 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 sorry, um, what I want to say is um, it's a generic messaging, not very customized, and therefore you will have difficulties to convince people since uh, they, they know this nowadays. So cold calling actually has to um, adapt. And that means you have to prepare for it. You have to think how you can add value to, to your prospect. And you have to clearly focus on your buyer persona, like who you, do you want to sell to? Who is the persona in charge who might be interested in it? And what kind of problem does he have which I could solve? And that is how you could prepare for a cold call. And then you can do it like hyper-customized. That is the modern approach. Um, but yeah, you should not overdo it with the preparation since, of course, time is your most valuable resource. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, yeah, of course. So one of the best uh, ways that you just shared for the cold calling as well is, is to put yourself in the customer's shoes. And a lot of times we discuss this uh, in various team meetings as well. How important it is for you to think how the customer is thinking and empathize well with the customers. How well do you think uh, is this thing going to be important, you know, showcasing empathy towards your customer and also putting yourself in their shoes to exactly understand what their requirements are and then hit the sales? I think it's it depends if you're selling into B2C or B2B or um, like if you're selling to private clients or if, if it's companies you're selling to. Empathy is very important, especially in, um, let's say, low-value transactions where the tickets uh, in, in which you're selling are not too high stake. But as soon as you're getting into small and medium-sized companies or even corporates or even enterprise accounts, empathy is important still, but people are rather focusing on the solution itself and how you can provide some value, right? Um, so I think empathy is important. It's like a, a standard. It should be default, but it's not a guarantee for, for your success. That is actually the second point you mentioned, like, um, yeah, customizing your approach and really trying to understand the challenges of your customers or prospects to then find a solution for it. That is, that is where the best ones separate from, from average size people, I think. Yeah. So are there any strategies that you think companies can adopt when it comes to putting yourself in the customer's shoes? But because whenever we talk about this, um, you know, there can be different ways and different processes that the companies might have set up for, uh, for this purpose. One of the ways is 
you know just to have that procedure in place where you first understand the requirements um you know then tell them about your product and features and then go forward with the negotiation part and other things which are coming forward so do you have any suggestions as to you know what kind of strategies you might have adopted and how to cut down on that uh, sales cycle because i think that's going to be uh, a major challenge for companies to cut down on the sales cycle a lot of companies might find it hard to convince their customers as quickly as possible isn't it um also that depends if you're in uh, what size your accounts are you're selling in i'm a corporate account executive focusing on companies that have make revenue of up to 250 million euros a year so i've got a quite wide range and my approach is clearly to, to to do things differently from everybody else like this high velocity cold calling approach for instance i think it's not feasible nowadays and it won't get you anywhere on the other hand people started using tools like salesloft or outreach to build cadences and actually um have a sort of generic um way of approaching prospects in over various days with various means of um outreach like well linkedin social selling cold calling cold emailing even normal mail that is something i like to apply and that is something you should play with but if i could give one advice to companies uh, it would clearly be social selling because what i'm seeing is the sales people would actually like to social sell and they would like to build a personal brand but they don't know where to start and there is somehow maybe afraid of posting because well they've got fear of rejection but that is something that you should clearly be doing because this is the first thing that will show up on google if someone puts in your name right your linkedin profile and that is where you can build trust from the very first second and it's a game changer for everyone still it's not overused at the moment quite the opposite so yeah that would be my number one advice Yeah these are wonderful insights Patrick um another thing which definitely i want to know from you is related to this fact that uh when you are leading a team when you are leading a sales team there are a lot of challenges for you as a manager as well um you know coordinating with your team members making sure that they are hitting the targets assisting them in understanding if they are going wrong somewhere and also from a sales team members perspective sometimes it can be quite stressful because obviously sales is not at all easy you know it's very stressful you have to go through your uh, tough days as well when you're not getting any leads when you're not getting uh, any prospects what's your advice for you know those kind of days which are really really tough for people uh, both as a sales manager and also as a sales team member um starting as a sales team member since i'm not a manager myself yet um i think it's the the worst times where you where you have to stand out right we we all know how to be successful so in good times it's very easy to to focus on let's say prospecting more getting more deals in and keeping a positive mindset um when it's getting more difficult that is where where you really have to focus on your own mindset where you have to sometimes dig through the the heart um the hard stages and where you just um yeah re- really need to focus on yourself and how you get to the next level because usually that is when you grow and you just should be keeping this in mind that the hard times are the ones when you when you actually can achieve new highs even if it does not feel like it from a paycheck perspective um 
but but that is my approach so i could only um recommend reading books about mindfulness and mindset to to understand yourself maybe even about philosophy just to you know get to know your 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 enemy to put it simple and are there any books that you would recommend uh yeah um there is a book called mindset by carol dweck uh that is well i've read over 50 books last year um mainly non-fiction books and that is clearly one of my favorites also to well it's not exactly what we spoke about right now but um time is your most valuable resource i mentioned that in the beginning and brian tracy is a maybe the most known and most well known um person when it comes to um when it comes to time management and self organization and he read, uh, wrote quite some books which are very interesting especially for sales reps like how do you use your golden hours and how do you make sure that that you're getting everything done because it can be overwhelming especially nowadays um but if i had to recommend two books it would be um Brian Tracy's no excuses and Carol Dweck's mindset that's great um definitely i will be going through these two books after this session um and also from a growth mindset perspective you know this is a new term when um, we are talking about that uh, no matter whichever team you are working in you should always have a mindset where you want to learn new things you want to explore new things be open to new challenges every day and also get ready to come out of your comfort zone you know these are the terms which we keep on listening these days so how do you think these things are also relevant uh for the sales team members uh, in different companies in this year um sorry you mean like uh keeping a positive mindset or did i get the question wrong could you rephrase it maybe yeah so what i'm saying basically is that the terms like growth mindset having a positive mindset to lead your team to you know learn new things on a day to day basis to come out of your comfort zone so these are the things which are getting very popular not only in sales but across the domains you know across different yeah. domains in a company how do you think this is uh, going to be more relevant for sales team members you know to have that growth mindset have a positive mindset towards whatever they do i think it's super important it always has been um but well i i think people like to hide behind social selling and email marketing that is where you actually have to push through your comfort zone as you put it and i think within our souls and within ourselves we all know that cold calling might be the best approach to get a quick answer and to get in contact rather quickly um and also to disqualify early which then allows you to focus on things which are important to you um and that is why why keeping a positive mindset and a growth mindset for yourself is super important just so you um sometimes you you are in your comfort zone and you don't even recognize it because well there is a lot of distractions and there is a lot of various ways to to prospect for instance or to close deals to do sales itself and it's easy to to find excuses um not to do the things you should actually be doing but if you listen to yourself clearly you know what what you have what has to be done um but it's only possible if if you have that mindset to ask yourself the right questions that is my experience and it worked out well so yeah absolutely and this might work out for 
different people who are listening to you at this time or who might be listening to you later so another thing is uh, when we divide sales one part of it we already discussed and that was you know how you are selling the product to the customer but there is also this um, prerequisite which is uh, to first know about the product on your own as a sales team member sometimes as a sales team member you might not have the complete product knowledge and when you are in front of a customer and they start asking you a lot of questions you might not know the answers to those questions because you don't have the complete product knowledge you, do, you have not yet uh, read completely about what your product is what your market is i think that's also very important right it's it's just a prerequisite but i think that is one of the most important things when you are selling a product knowing about your product isn't it definitely you should be convinced yourself of the product otherwise it doesn't make sense if you're not convinced yourself how could you possibly convince someone else um and always when i started a new job in sales i tried to figure out everything i could about the product before i started and i would be asking my well my new managers and hiring managers to provide me with the right information so i so i don't have to uh, start completely cold and i would recommend that to everyone who's starting in sales no matter if you're an sales development representative or an account executive or whatsoever start early know your products and find the specifics about the product product that you really believe in in your territory so so you can really not only sell it but convince people that it's that's a good solution yeah and another major challenge you know which i keep on hearing from a lot of people who are in sales is the negotiation part we have just touched briefly upon that um negotiation can be in terms of what kind of features your product has what kind of services you are offering or what's the price of your product there is negotiation in each and every element of your sales um it can be natural to some people that they have good negotiation skills or for some people they are uh, they learn it over a period of time as and how they grow with the company um what's your advice for some of the people who might be learning negotiation skills or on the basis of your experience um i think negotiation can be rather easy if you prepare the deal in the right way that means if you make clear how the value is provided and how you actually can solve a problem with your solution then you can calculate and show a for instance return on invest calculation that shows how it could look like and that makes the negotiation rather easy because you provided something before and it's it's getting hard if the customer does not clearly understand how you provide value that is when negotiation gets really hard because um i don't think there is a price low enough uh, that could that that a customer would be paying if he doesn't see the value of it so that is mainly the basic answer you would get from every sales manager um but it's but it's super true if you have to negotiate rather hard that means you have not you have not uh, done your work beforehand absolutely um looking at another side of the sales you know just few more questions before we end today's session um another side is from a manager's point of view and that can be another sales strategy we have talked about pricing we have talked about negotiation we have talked about knowing the product fully another side is hiring hiring the right people in the sales team sometimes you can hire people who are not meant for sales they might be better in marketing they might be better in 
video editing. They might be better in content uh, writing. But it is, it is a possibility that you are choosing the wrong team member at the wrong place. So how should people and managers especially make sure that they are hiring the right people for sales? How to identify those skills? I think that's also important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, hiring managers should be looking at ambition because I know a lot of people who have not even studied, for instance, um, who come from various industries and don't have any sales experience, but they make pretty well as an SDR in the beginning and become top performers later. It's it's a story you hear you hear time and again, and you shouldn't look too closely at the CV, rather on people's ambitions and how they sell themselves. So that is something I would be looking at, and most likely people would be staying in the position they're in if if they make clear why they want to join it in the first place, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, one of the final questions, Patrick, um, which I would like to ask you, uh, it has been a very insightful session for sure, but also would like love to understand from you from the tech side of it. A lot of new um, companies are using new technologies into sales so that the sales process can become more automated, it can become faster, and uh, they can get their results accurately measured in every month, every quarter, every year. Um, is there any uh, new sales tool that you have been using or would recommend to use for companies? Any sales tool or tools that you have been using? Uh, I can focus on the German market. Um, sometimes Germany lags behind in these uh, type of things. But uh, the most interesting tool at the moment, besides Sales Navigator Instant, uh, obviously, is for me sales loft or outreach because that makes it really really easy for people who are not that organized themselves to to keep structure um but also things like zoom info or cognizant to to guarantee that the numbers the telephone numbers you get are actually right and up to date and even there are new tools i don't use use uh, one of it right now but uh, that would be something that allows you to track the telephone numbers which have a high um, picking up rate so you can actually know beforehand if if the one who you're going to be calling is picking up the phone or not that would be the next step for me but but for now i'd say sales loft um, and zoom info are the most valuable tools yep thank you so much for sharing those um, you know exciting tools which you know we would love to try and everyone would love to try in sales who have not tried it yet. Before we send today, before we end today's session, um, would love to ask you any top two or three sales strategies which you would be recommending from a higher end point of view that the company should adopt for their growth in 2022 to get that exponential growth. Any top two or three sales strategies coming from you to end the session with? Um, I don't know if I know three, but social selling efforts should be increased, definitely. Um, cold calling should have a revival. I know it's very strong in the US, but it's not too strong in Europe. Um, and I think people should be focusing on that again. And the third point would be use a tech stack of at least five to six tools and know how to use it, like I mentioned, size loft, etc., to make sure you don't waste time with, with Excel or CSV sheets. Yep. 
So here you are. There are so many tips shared by Patrick on the basis of his experience, including social selling, cold calling, um, and so many different things that we just discussed in this session. And I hope that it was uh, quite insightful for the people who might, who will be listening to this session. And if you have any feedback uh, for uh, Ultimate Global Podcast uh, or any topics that you want us to discuss in the future sessions, we would definitely love to know from you. And um, Thank you so much, Patrick, for taking out your time today to join us for this session. Thanks for having me. This is an Ultimate Global Podcast. Hello, and welcome to our special weekly podcast on trending international and social affairs. You're listening to Saurabh Kora and George Mavros from Sydney. 